Welcome to the Glasgow Girls Club podcast, where we chat to inspirational folks throughout the city about living their best lives and encourage our listeners to grow and glow. This podcast is sponsored by The Corinthian. The Corinthian has revolutionised Glasgow's meeting, eating, socialising and gaming scene, boasting 14 rooms spaced across five floors. This unique venue is the only one of its kind to offer a range of fantastic space, including bars, club, brasserie, meeting rooms, private dining rooms, as well as a stunning gaming room all under one roof. Preserving much of the 260-year-old Grady listed building, a former bank and high court in Merchant City, it is definitely worth a see. And if you're a member of the GGC Web Club, you can now flash your keyring in the Corinthian Brasserie to receive 20% off the a la carte menu. Hello and welcome to the GGC podcast. My name is Laura McGuinness and every week I'm out and about in the city interviewing some inspirational folks for y'all. In this week's podcast, I catch up with Jenny McCreary, sewing entrepreneur, TV sewer and creator of GGC partner So Confident. A beacon of positivity, this amazing gal shares her story of success, talks law of attraction and gives us the inside scoop on being a contestant on one of the UK's much-loved dating shows. So prepare to be seriously inspired and entertained. So confident are a partner of the GGC and all members of our web club can save 15% on their Glasgow classes. For more information on becoming a member, check out www.glasgowgirlsclub.com. Now over to Jenny. So hello Jenny. Hello. Thank you so much for being on the GGC podcast. Thank you for having me, especially when you're literally about to give birth to another human. Uh-huh. I'm a bit worried I'm going to drive you somewhere. Have you, have you cl- clued yourself up just I in totally case? have. I kind of quite Google of what to do when someone goes into labour in front of you. <laughs> well, it wouldn't surprise me because you are a woman of many talents and that is what we're here to discuss. So tell us a bit about you, Jenny, because I think you've got a really interesting story. You've got an amazing business. You've done some really cool shit. So let's kind of start from the beginning. And... Um, so I was born, at, no, I'm only joking, I'm not going to go with that. I really don't want to bore people with too oh, much of the backstory. So, I mean, I suppose I went, I studied fashion business. That's where the, the fashion side and the sewing side of things comes from. Okay. That's where obviously so confident we're on sewing classes. So that's where I learned how to do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I graduated in the recession, so there were no jobs. And there's, there's not that, there, it's better now, to be fair, that was back. I'm not even going to tell you the date. It was a long time ago. 2009 I graduated. So that was 2008. 10 years ago. Oh no. Oh, 11 years ago. Oh no. So yeah, it's <laughs> going back It's going back a little bit there. But um, yeah, there just, there weren't that many creative opportunities back then anyway. I think it is better now. But yes. I either had to move to London, which I couldn't afford to do because I don't come from wild money that can afford yeah. to pay London's while I do an internship like I, I just know. couldn't afford to do it so um I kind of started just trying to get some creative jobs worked for some small companies most of them went bust okay. because it was the recession, the recession yeah. so I guess I was kind of learning how not to run a business as well so okay. I, was, I was kind of going into these businesses being being a part of every every side of it yeah. the marketing side of it you know having an input in because there was these companies there was two and three employees and that was it and then just kind of figuring out right well if that's how they, what have they done that has made them survive this long in the recession? And yeah. what have they done that has actually caused them to close? Yeah. So I learned a lot mm. from that. And that okay. probably helped me when I did come to start the business. Um, I worked for a friend of mine who opened a craft cafe. 
in the West End of Glasgow and then I think it lasted about a year and then it sadly closed as well okay. but she was really pivotal probably in me starting the business that I started because she said look you've got a customer base people are still asking for these sewing classes I've got these sewing machines she gave me eight sewing machines I paid her up for them but that was a real big oh, wow, because they're, they're not help. cheap yeah um, she was like you need to go and continue doing this and that's kind of what I did so I kind of fell into it I did always want to start a business but I definitely depends what you believe whether you believe in fate and things happen yeah. for a reason and, and all that sort of thing uh yeah I was I was kind of pushed into it but it's it's nice to start a business with a customer base that's unheard of yeah that's like a uh, very exception to the norm yeah, isn't it it gives totally. you that wee bit of confidence totally like, and I knew a lot of the customers yeah. and, and I knew what I was doing I got to kind of test my model before I knew I was building a model, if you know what I mean, because it was someone else's business that I'd started it in. Yeah. She did other things as well. So she did all different crafts and she had the cafe side. So yeah. it wasn't the same business that I continued on. Yeah. Um, but I did learn that it was the overheads that killed her. She had okay. a massive big place in the West End, uh, rent and rates. And I thought, that is not what I'm going to do. I'm, yeah. I'm going to put the machines in the back of the car I had at the time, which was a Corsa. Amazing what you can fit in a Corsa, by the way. <laughs> I really, really pushed the limits of what you can fit in the back of a Corsa. How many sewing machines can oh you get in the back of a Corsa? <laughs> so many. Um, and I rented third-party places just to test it out. Okay. And until 2014, when I got the Glasgow studio that I've got now, um, which is still, I mean, we're outgrowing it massively, but... It's still there. It's still yeah. there, and that's the hidden lane, isn't it? That's the hidden lane. Thing. It's such a cool, yeah. cool environment to yeah. have your, your workshop cool. as well. It's so there's lots creative. of cool businesses and other stuff going on in there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, even I think there's so many things that have just happened. Like I was so, I was so risk averse in the early days because I'd learned that these people had gone and taken out these massive ten-year leases that were, yeah. you know. 25 grand a year 30 grand a year wild I was so risk averse and I actually didn't want a premises until the money I was paying for third party venues was so I think one month I paid a thousand pound for it and I thought this doesn't actually make sense anymore yeah so I started looking for premises it was really hard to find premises because everywhere imagine. that you you contact they're like oh so you want an office for how many people and I'm like no I don't want an office it's mm. I want a space and yeah. they couldn't a lot of these places couldn't understand they were saying like, well, how many desks do you need for how many people? And I'm like, you don't get it. And yeah. then I found a Gumtree ad for the Hidden Lane place. How and good uh, is that? And just like, like fell into it. And it was actually more money than I wanted to pay. But okay. it's totally fine. Now I'm thinking it's too small. Oh, it's too small and I need to go, go a bit bigger. Um, what a success story. Mm, yeah. Oh, my it's, goodness. It's, it's been a roller coaster. <laughs> yes, that is definitely the way to describe it. Uh -huh launching your own business so mm -hmm. when did so when you were going um and doing the kind of mobile side of things and renting places like third party places did you have the brand name when when did that kind of because it's such a strong brand you've got and the brand name's brilliant because yeah. it's a play in words as well i think the the name is one of the hardest things like i've started yeah. honestly about 10 businesses in my time none of which worked until i got so confident right okay um and the name's always so hard to come up with but yeah. that name was actually the name that so um a friend who started the place that i worked in which is called the lifecraft her name is bonnie she called her beginners class so confident okay so i just took it from that because i thought that's great well, you kind of helped build it up yeah. by growing the clientele. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's, yeah, it's so good. good. We've rebranded, and in the start, I did try and do everything myself. I went and learned how to use 
illustrator yeah. I made my own logo and then a couple of years ago I was like it is time to rebrand this is not working for us anymore uh, and I got my, my friend Jillian Frank from block based design studio she actually lives in New York now but she is a whiz kid and I just said to her I need to rebrand she knew me anyway so she knew the yeah. brand and she knew the kind of feel of it and, yeah. and she worked her magic and what she came back with I was just like this is amazing yeah. She came back with prints that we can use on fabric and things as well, Amazing. so she really thought about everything. Yeah, and that's the one. I think that's the first time I realised that you know what, getting someone else in to do something that you're not good at, even if it costs you a chunk of money, is so worth it. Such a good investment. So, and your yeah. brand is a massive. You need to invest in your brand as soon you as do. you can, as soon as you can afford to. You need to spend yeah. money on it. Well, you know all about that. You've got a great brand. Oh, it's like night. No, it, thank you. But similarly, yeah, you do. Because I remember when I started the Facebook group, not thinking that it was going to be a business like we were chatting about earlier on. Mm. I just created something on what was it, a font candy, or something like that. Mm. And it was just, I mean, it was just text with like lips or something like yeah. that. And. And then obviously when I started to think, oh, maybe this could be something, it was, yeah, yeah. get a designer to yeah. create an actual logo and identity yeah. for it. Yeah, definitely. You do want to have a, you do want your brand to be perceived to be the right way. Yeah. Um, or else, yeah, yeah investment definitely. in the brand. So that's your, that was one of your yeah. first lessons, yeah, you think? Yeah, it definitely was. And now I'm really good at not doing things myself. I used to just, <laughs> I love I that. like, I'm just like, right, you know what, I'm not. I got a new accountant recently yeah. and they said, look, I had to get a new accountant because we were growing and because we've got the franchise now and everything, so they have to look after all the franchisees. Yeah. And uh, they kind of said, oh, look, we'll, we'll, we'll train you up how to use zero, and then you can do your own bookkeeping, blah, 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 this is what the price would be. If you want us to do the bookkeeping, this is what the price would be. I lasted about a week and a half doing my own bookkeeping before I was like, and we're done here. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing <laughs> Thank this. Thank option two. Exactly. <laughs> like, I gave it a right good go for a week and a half, and now you can do it. And I don't care how much it costs. Take it off my hands. Like, I don't enjoy it. Yeah. I'm not good at it. It takes up so much of my time. Yeah. So, I'm not doing it. And probably the amount of time that you would spend doing it, if you actually look at the cost of you doing it, it exactly. would be less to get someone else exactly. to do it and do it, like, right. Exactly. Like, and so you've got no worries Totally. Yeah, books, finance, and stuff, it's really not no, my gig either. Not. Some people love it, and some people, and you need to know your numbers. Yeah. So I need to know how to work zero, which I do. I know how to get the details that I need. Yeah. And that's it. I yeah. don't need to be doing anything else. Like, it's a waste of time. I think I was reading a book recently by Rob Moore called Money. I love Rob Moore. If you've not read any of his books, okay. they're really, really good for businesses and for just people in general. So the money book's not necessarily aimed at businesses. Yeah. But he was saying, you need to work out the what is your hourly rate? And he tells you in the book how to work out what your hourly rate is. And he's like, so if any other tasks that you are, you know, that you think you should do, if they're not going to generate that kind of revenue or if you're, if it's going to take you five hours when it would take an expert one hour, yep. then you need to weigh up, is that worth my time? I think that's so powerful. It's so powerful. Because it is so powerful. Up, you end up scunnered with stuff you don't enjoy as well. Yep. It's just not worth it. No. And there's too much room for error when you're not an expert in something. And when it comes to like financials of a business, when there's tax returns and different things to do, you don't want to scary. get that stuff wrong. No, like, too scary. Yeah. HMRC are not to be messed with. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not. And if you're listening, we do not no. mess with you. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. <laughs> okay, brilliant. So yeah. what, what, when did you launch in the Hidden Lane then? What, when was that? So that was 2014. 2014. So 2012. Okay. So we did two years of kind of building up what were we doing working out I say we because 
quite early on I got other tutors in to help because okay. I discovered that our classes are evenings and weekends and I thought well, how old was I 24 when I started so I was like I like a night out <laughs> and I like to go out for dinner and go out for a couple of proseccos of course yeah and working every evening and every weekend it just wasn't no balance at all and I no. thought I want my weekends back so I need to get other people in I also had other jobs when I should mention that I didn't start off like Dinner, we've got a business that's paying all my wages like I had four jobs at one point just right to, yeah like, just doing what you need to do bobs, just doing what you need to do to start a business so I you know I didn't just wake up one day and decide I want to start a business and go and do it and then it started paying the bills yeah and that's the dream that's the dream I know not how it works um, <laughs> but yeah I just decided I, I wanted my spare time back so I got other folk in quite early and then I got the premises and then I started to get more tutors in because there's other people that are obviously I can do there's, it's only quilting that I'm not really into sewing wise okay. I won't go too much into the, the kind of ins and outs of sewing but there are people who are really really super enthusiastic and good at certain types of sewing I so imagine. I try and get those people in rather than in the special in the early days as well I didn't want to teach everything because I wasn't passionate about everything so I'm not passionate about quilting yeah yet it's not my thing so I'll get someone else in who is and who will you know that enthusiastic side rubs off and everyone yeah totally yeah that passion so I thought that was important um early on as well and then I suppose I got a couple, oh, I got Colette, my first employee. Oh, Colette. That was scary. Oh, was first employee is, uh, yeah, the, the whole like, employee thing is scary. I think so many, I built it up. I, if I look back, there have been so many times in business when I've been coming up and it's been, it's felt like a wall. And I'm thinking, how am I going to go over this wall? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I can't see over it. I can't yeah. see around it. How do I How do I do this? And definitely hiring my first employee was one of those things. And then see, when you're over it, you're just like, what was that all about? Oh, really? Like, it's really not that bad. Not That's that difficult. So good. All we need to do is talk to a couple of people yeah. who've done it, and they'll say, do this, you know, <laughs> like, like if you've got an accountant, speak to your accountant. Yeah. Um, you know, here's where you can find help with the wages. Yeah. Like, all the, the PEYE and the pension stuff and all that. Not that difficult. See, that's good. That's good. You're making me feel better about it. Yeah, well, you dropped me a message and you I'll talk you right into it. If it's the right time for the business, then it's not the formalities of employing yeah. somebody is not that difficult. But it seemed like such a big thing at the time. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, I knew I had to do it, but I just, God, you know, because all my other tutors are freelance because they've all got businesses on the side and they do other things. So that, that really suits them to just dip in and dip out. Dip in and it. out, yeah. Because some of them will only do maybe two or three hours a month, if that, because they're like super expert in a certain field yeah but for general stuff you can't have a freelancer doing the general stuff they need to be ingrained in the brand they need to be in every day they need yeah. to to be part of the brand yeah part of it yeah the biggest fear i guess when you're looking at staff members is getting someone who's not right yeah isn't it that would be the biggest fear because i think we've all worked with people like through our experience even of working in other people's businesses and a you've worked with people who you just do not connect yeah. with and you just yeah. think to yourself see if this was my business like I would not have I know. but then when it is your business you can just think but I guess that's what probation that's exactly what I was for. going to say that is exactly yeah. what and you know what just put a six-month probation in the contract yeah. and then you've got plenty of time yeah. to, to figure it out yeah. and there are ways around everything of course like you of can course. Quite often, if somebody is driving everyone mad, they're not happy in the business either. So yeah. you can probably talk to them. I've never had this experience where Which I've had to brilliant. get rid of anybody because we've only got two employees anyway. 
Um, I'm sure it will happen at some point where I'll just be like, we've hired the wrong person. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? And the, the managing people is actually really difficult. Even though I've only got two and yeah. I got on with uh, Colette and Rosie so well, the three, like, like even with me in the middle, obviously an employee of the company as well, you've just got personalities at play, you've got home life, you've got, there's just so, you've got personality clashes sometimes yeah. and differences of opinion and you've just got to manage everything I and know. It's, it's hard as the boss because I don't feel like a boss a lot of the time and I don't feel like the manager but you do have to just manage everybody make sure I feel like I need to make sure everyone's really happy as well so yeah it's not just about coming to work do your work and then see you later I don't care what's going on in your life I just I want people to be happy at work yeah. so it's quite stressful it's a manager it's yeah. a learning curve yeah but you do so so well because your brand is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and like tell us about that so you've moved into something which is amazing franchising tell yeah. us how you how yeah. you just what, at what point did you decide to yourself, this is such a really good franchisable yeah. business, I'm going to go for it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I studied business at uni, and I think, so I knew about franchising yeah. a little bit. Now, I didn't learn that much at uni about business, I will say that. They taught us about, like, big, big businesses. How yeah. to, they taught us how to be an employee, not how to be a business owner, to be honest. Yes. The fashion side of things, I learned loads. Okay. The business side, not entirely sure how much. I've definitely learned way more uh, in, in business an actual business and doing it yeah. than I did at uni but I did know about the franchise model so I I suppose I had these ideas in the back of my head about ways that I could grow yeah and my dad's quite into business as well so he's always and still is always talking to me about you know oh you could do this oh, that's this good. idea so it's good to have somebody like that yeah. to bounce ideas off of as well I remember um so once Glasgow had really bedded in and we were doing really well in Glasgow I recognized that there was a need in other areas for what we were doing okay. so Zone had continued to get more and more popular and it's not just own classes that we do we focus on like this the social side and the de-stressing side which is yeah, actually one of the most very mindfulness mindful yeah it's, it's yeah we do all that sort of thing so it's not just you know here's a own class and there's tons of grants there there are some grants don't get me wrong but there are it's mostly younger people that we've got so yeah. about 25 to 45 so yeah, we'd recognise that there was a need for this all over the place with people with stressful jobs. And, yep. um, so Dundee was the first area that I went to for some reason. I don't know why I picked Dundee. Okay. Because it's not that far away. And right. it's not as scary as Edinburgh, maybe because it's smaller. And I thought, let's go to Dundee. So kind of tested the market in Dundee, discovered that there was a bit of a market there as well. And I started doing the classes myself. So okay. I started driving to Dundee, teaching the classes and then driving back. So it's what, hour 45 to Dundee. So it's actually, it's not too long. But it's not too bad. It's, it's commitment. It's commitment. Oh, yeah. How did you test the market then? So, I mean, nothing high tech. I went on Gumtree and I put an ad up. Back when Gumtree was still, it's not really, people do use it, I'm sure now, but not so much. And I put an ad up saying, I've got sewing classes. Are you interested? And we just got lots of people coming back. And I How thought, I've got enough that? people to fill a class. Let's just yeah. do it. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, it wasn't anything fancy. I didn't do any intense analysis of the market or anything. I just used a Gumtree ad. And I know, but again, you knew that you had a customer base yeah, there before you took it. Yeah. So I only needed eight people to make a, a beginner's class work. So as long as I had eight people booked on, it was, it, was a, it was a gore. So then I thought, right, Dundee's working. Let's go to Aberdeen. Okay. So I started doing it in Aberdeen as well. And I'm doing this myself. So Aberdeen's and I know the times, it's two hours 50 to Aberdeen because I used to do it 
and then I would do eight hours because I would try and cram as much into the time right. to get up there as possible. And then I would come back, and I remember coming back one day, and I had like death metal on. I had the, all the windows down. I was like, <laughs> slap myself in the face. We were Jenny, stay awake, stay awake. You're oh, only an hour in. There's only so much coffee can do for you, and uh-huh. I just thought this isn't no. this isn't going to work. Yeah. And I was in the car with my dad one day, and I think um, we were in fact we were driving to Aberdeen, I think, to try and find a venue. And he says, "Why don't you franchise it?" Yeah. And I thought maybe that is a good idea so in my head I'm thinking brilliant I could have this franchise in the next couple of months I'll just you know I'll write down how you do it there you go you can use the brands I'll get some agreement written up job done and then in actual fact I think it took me three or four years to get it it. right okay so but that's again another thing that you learn isn't it there's always right okay so you had to go down talk us through the process so by this point I I had done everything myself and I was very proud so for probably you should have been like, I was so proud of like what I'd done. I'd done it all myself. I was like being an independent woman, Beyonce style. I was <laughs> yes. like, I don't need anyone else to help me out with this. I hadn't borrowed any money for anything. Brilliant. And then I realised that, you know what, I actually do need help now. And yeah. there is no, there's no shame in asking for help. And actually oh. now I would say it's better to ask for help than it is to do it. Doing it all yourself is a mug's game. You can't do it all yourself. No. You need help, whether it's, you know, financial help or whether it's, like emotional support yep. you need to ask people for help so yep. now I am so good at asking for help but at this point I wasn't but I think I came up on my Facebook about um, Entrepreneurial Spark okay. which was like the Business Accelerator Hub and it was just when I was talking about maybe I should franchise and I thought these are the people that are going to be able to help me so yep. I went for the interview um, kind of got in and said to them I remember in my first my first meeting with my mentor that I had I was like right he's like so what is it you want to do while yeah. you're in here I said got a business money in the bank, doing well, I want to franchise it. And he says, all right, okay, so, um, like, what's your net profit margin? And I was like, what? You're like, excuse me? I was like, excuse me? I was like, ask me a question. Yeah. <laughs> and I just thought I had everything sorted out because I had money in the bank and I, I always had a limit that I knew if I dipped under it, I had to work harder to get it over. Yeah. I wasn't tracking anything, wasn't setting targets, yeah. didn't know my numbers, didn't know my net profit margins, just like was totally winging it all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. And it took going in there for me to realise that I oh, I wasn't really running a business, it was a bit of a mishmash of, you know, good fortune and there was, I just don't know how I'd managed to get okay. to that point actually without knowing these things and without okay. wanting these things. So eSpark was a game changer for me because not only did I meet lots of really interesting other like fellow business owners yep. who were you know inspirational inspirational sorry vibrant um full of ideas full of positivity I just felt like I really found like my tribe here like these yeah. are my kind of people and I've all my friends I've got great friends they're all like dead funny and but they're not business owners so yeah. they didn't understand a lot of what I was going through they were probably bored of hearing what I was talking about business-wise. And then suddenly I found these people who were asking me questions about the business, wanted to know what I was doing, had answers for me, had done yeah. things that I was about to do before and yeah. knew, don't do this, do that. And I just thought, this this is amazing. So that was a real pivotal point for me, was getting involved with all these other people, being a part of this mentorship programme and sorting the business out. So really getting the, getting to know my numbers, yep. figuring out what the net profit margins, monitoring it every other week, which I still do. I rule, I'm on top of it. Knowing okay. like, has it dipped and why has it dipped? Reading a P&L, okay. all of these things are so, so important, I think, yeah. um, for a business. So that was really, 
the start of the franchise journey and I was in East Park, I think I was in there for 18 months and even just after that I was only just ready to, I wasn't even ready to launch a, launch a franchise, I was just ready to start the ball rolling with all the financial stuff that you need to do writing the operations manual which okay. takes two years alone oh. I mean if you, th- you think in your head I would be able to tell somebody how to do my business I'd write it on you know a couple of A4 sheets it'd be fine it is not the case oh like, my goodness <laughs> so much and, I, and I'm not like a I get bored easy so if something's <laughs> not quick then I'm like next and I was the only person who could do it I couldn't delegate it like I do no. with everything else I was just like, Jenny, you need to sit in your down head. and do this yeah. right now. Like, so I had to say to myself, like, you're not allowed to eat a chocolate biscuit until you've done a whole chat, like, ridiculous stuff. Like, these are the, obviously, I'm, you know, love chocolate and it was a, it was a motivation <laughs> that for That was me. a real motivation. But just, or even like a glass of wine on a Friday, like, you're not having Prosecco until you've until done you've three done chapters. It. Like, do it. It's not a chapter, it's like a like a, a unit or whatever but yeah uh, yeah that was that was mental but got there um I actually went in for a competition called Scottish Edge okay and I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't been in East Park because I didn't know about it okay. and I didn't know anyone else who had done it and the help I got for the application which is wild if anyone's ever considered it or or looked into it it's a little bit daunting but okay. the application's bonkers but if you want a hand then message me I will help you because so many people <laughs> help me to get mine but I won £10,000 to franchise the business so that that helped yes because um, I can imagine there'd be a lot of lawyers fees it's expensive. it yeah. mostly went on lawyers fees yeah I can imagine like, just yeah. a massive chunk uh, there's no getting around it that's just how it is and if you're wanting to do I feel right. like exactly you need to do it right you can't scrimp with the because that's your this is your baby this is your brand, your brand and you need to be able to control it and you need to be able to you know say to people no you can't do this you can't do that and be able to take off people if you have to, yes. which I would. That's a that's a worst case scenario. But yep. you can't have you can't have somebody come and learn all your tricks of the trade as well, and then decide that they're going to stop your franchise and start and open up their own thing next door. You know, so you need to protect yourself. Of course you do. Of course so you it does do. Have to be. Um, yeah, but that's so that's the that's where we're kind of up to now. I've got. So we ended up franchising Dundee. So Dundee okay. is still a success story for us. Like love Dundee. I still have to drive there, just not so often. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's good. So Dundee is doing great. She, Sandra and Dundee was our first franchise. Um, she started a couple of September last year. Brilliant. No, September the year before last, because I'm forgetting it's 2029. Yes. So 2018. And then we've since opened Chorley and Birmingham. Wow. So we've got a couple on the go. And it's great. It's wild. I sometimes think, like, see when we open a new place, I'm like my branding yeah. on the door in Birmingham like what is going on how did that happen so good and you'll all feed into each other because yeah. the more times people see a brand yeah like it just benefits everyone totally. doesn't it and even just like the hive mind of these people who have different perspectives on things yeah. who are now a part of your company essentially who are giving, coming to you with ideas like Dawn and Charlie she came to us with um can we do arm knitting which is like oh, massive big the way I arm. want to come and do that it's so I've seen your cool. video it's amazing it's so cool yeah well that was her idea and we never thought of it before and she was like I think this would work so you know we've got kind of processes that we follow before we put a new yeah. class on and then we tried it and it's like been a massive success I'm so. not surprised because the, the big the, the big resulting blanket that you get yeah. out of it they're so in yeah aren't they yeah. very like interior design yes 
like yes. it's the kind of one that you probably wouldn't actually use but it's good for Instagram you drape it over your couch and then put it back in the cupboard take a picture <laughs> and post it and it just me that. does that <laughs> I think everybody does that let's face it no okay so that's amazing right so the franchise is going well you also go on TV <laughs> Don't yes, you? I do go on TV. Just another thing. <laughs> I'm all about um getting out of the comfort zone. Like yeah. East Park was all about that as well. Like they used to say, you know, you need to be get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And okay. I still believe that. I think that the magic happens outside the comfort zone. Yes. If you just sit where you're happy and stay in and don't push yourself and don't, you know, don't speak at things and don't put yourself out there, then nothing really changes. Yeah. And see, for some people, that's all they want. Yeah. Like, that is their happiness. That's what keeps them going. But for other people, yeah, yeah, but it's it's that initial real... I think if you've got a business, you're... You put yourself out of the comfort zone by doing, doing that. that. So first stage. That's that's <laughs> it. So you've got to just keep keep going now because it's just so many good things come out of it. So I, yes, I have done a little bit of pele. Um, some of it's sewing related, some of it not so, so much. Let, let's, talk about, let's talk about both. So let's start with the let's start with the non sewing related because yeah. <laughs> this my, is when I first my put my eyes on Jenny. <laughs> Okay, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this. Yeah, so I was on Take Me Out. Yes! <laughs> and you were like a really popular candidate on it. They kept, you were always speaking. Paddy always went to you. Like I think it was totally, I was a Scottish tick box exercise. <laughs> like, actually, I knew, so the girl who was on before me who was Scottish, as soon as she got kicked off, I didn't get kicked off, she went to Fernando's. Okay. Uh, they, they were on the phone to me and they were like, and I only really realised that when they, when I watched it back because one episode, the Scottish person goes on holiday, next episode, there's a new Scottish person there that's filled, it, filled the void. Like, how did that happen? <laughs> and yeah, so I was totally... Uh, a tick box exercise but it was I mean I don't really know what I was thinking I think I was just I quite like doing things that are a bit ridiculous and I thought this is funny it's like this is really funny Such a good I was watching the program beforehand yeah they were looking for contestants me and my best pal at the time are both single and I can remember sitting in my flat at the time in Deniston and being like let's do this this will be a laugh both of us wrote these ridiculous and I think as well because I had the business that it was another interesting thing I think yeah being a business owner on an application form looks better yeah it's like a bit of an interesting talking point yeah. I think that probably helped me get on okay well. but it does still come in the tail sometimes I'm like oh god because it was years ago it was a long time ago now. <laughs> My mum's like, oh, will message me, oh, you're on the telly again. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, that is hilarious. So were, were you there, so it was three nights then, where they filmed oh, each night? nights, but it was, yeah, it was, it was, so some girls were there for like two weeks. They filmed it over two weeks. Interesting times, but, but it was good. Cool, it was character building. Yeah. I met some really interesting people. Um, and a cool thing to have done. Yeah. And I don't think I would have done the TV that I did last year had I not had the experience of the TV because I just thought nothing can be as terrifying as take me out like nothing That's walking like downstairs like in heels I know, I know. <laughs> you should have that sewn up right away <laughs> I know, like nothing compares to it. So oh, that's why I'm now like for any TV stuff, I'm like, let's do it. So talk to us about what's come on then from that. So there was a there was a there's actually just there's a channel that's just closed and it's a shopping channel and it's a sewing related one. 
and they were doing like a competition looking for somebody um to come on and do like demos so basically okay. teaching on the telly yep and i thought that's a bit of me i want, yeah. I want to get in amongst that that sounds yeah. great like teaching on the telly brilliant yeah and i just loved it i did it for a year the channel now sat so quarter it's called it's now sadly shut the parent company just decided that it wasn't making enough money right which i totally understand it yep. must have been a really tough tough gig but um <clears throat> it was brilliant i got on there, the, the PR I got from it was incredible. Oh, I can imagine. It was just an absolute no-brainer. Like, why would I not go yeah. for it? Um, and it was a tutor that told me about it. So a tutor that was in a class, somebody on her class told her to go for it. Okay. And she messaged me and said, there's no way I'm doing that. But this sounds like something you would do. And I was like, you're right. There's an application for him. Let's yeah, do it. That's so good. Um, so that was... I, I just can't. I couldn't have paid for the the PR I got and the exposure I got on the telly because it's a because it's a sewing channel. Everyone who's watching it is interested in sewing, yeah. and they're all over the country. And at the time, I had just launched the franchise, so I was like, "This is like you know, thing planets are aligning for me." Yes, here. and it's like serendipitous totally. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So 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 good. Good um, for you. And was it live? It was live. So I get uh, so and is that not shit scary? Yeah. <laughs> It, the first show I did, I was like, oh, I'm shaky and this is... But I was on with yeah. a presenter, they kind of put you at ease. Okay. Um, And I did one show very recently that, that wasn't live, it was pre-recorded, but it was just me on there. Okay. And that I was terrified about because I just thought, I can't hide behind anyone here. And I've got to fill the air with hopefully not expletives because <laughs> they're just like, not put it on. Like, I can't make any mistakes because yeah. there's nobody to hide behind or there's nobody to distract because sometimes what would happen is if I'd stitch something wrong, the presenter would know and they'd be like, well, we'll do a wee recap and then I'd be like, I'm unpicking this. Oh, that's good. It, yeah. Whereas it's, if it's just it's you. It's like a teamwork thing whereas it was just you. If it's just me, then it's I just thought, you. Oh but do you know what? I loved it. I loved doing it myself as well. I thought, this is such a buzz. So 2020, I'm trying to get some other kind of TV thing on the go because I just absolutely love it. I feel like it's where I belong. Yeah, you're just so good behind the camera. What about doing, I know obviously this isn't TV, but like so confident vlog? Or I'm going to do more YouTube this year. Because you would be, cause that'd be so good. And Definitely. yeah, there's there's so much that you could do around yeah, that. Totally. And especially with what we do, it's so visual. And there's so many and people are asking us for tutorials and, and things all the time so yeah. there's so much that we could do so we're definitely going to do that this year definitely kind of video video type work members platform as well yeah and then you could have yeah people act we can chat but um oh no that's amazing but okay so you are really really and this and i i could tell us about you from the day because we met probably was it last it was tammy that introduced was it January? It was Tammy from NAF who said to me, you need to speak to Laura. And similarly to me, yeah. you need to yeah. speak to Jenny. Yeah. So that was lovely of her to do yeah. that. Um, it was a while ago. But I think it was last January, Mar- or yeah. January, February. Yeah. So yeah. a year ago. Yeah. But I could definitely tell because I've been getting really into the whole like positivity, law of attraction mindset. And I could mm-hmm. tell we were having chats about it and saying similar things. But you yeah. are like a big advocate yeah. Of, so talk to us about your journey I'm with it. Totally. Uh, well, like most people, I started off with the secret. Yes. Which yeah. is like the gateway Such a book. Gateway. <laughs> was talking about it as well. Wasn't yeah. she about? She called it a gateway. Yeah. It is a gateway book to the. It's like a somebody who's who doesn't want to get into too much of the woo woo stuff. Yes. It's a nice. It eases you into it. It does. And it's a short read and it's big writing. So yeah. It's like, <laughs> You're like I can take this. <laughs> Uh, so I read The Secret. I actually was going through a bit of a hard time with my 
family. So we don't talk to my brother, which I won't go into too much. But okay. my whole family was going through this this period of turmoil. Okay. And I actually met somebody. So I worked one of my jobs. So I'm going right back to probably 2013. One of the jobs was in um, a gift shop in town. And they called my gifts, and the the two owners are very like spiritual. Okay. They're two just like really people that you feel comfortable in their presence. Like we give yeah. off really good vibes. And the, one of the girls who worked for them was a similar kind of vibe, uh, Kristen. So it's Sunny Sam and Kristen, and they were in my life when I was going through this really rough time, and they definitely helped. They were probably it's probably the lowest point in my life actually oh. in that from a mood perspective nothing horrific happened like yeah that. he's still about you just, just like we don't talk to my brother at all like he's totally estranged from the family um and i've never actually spoken publicly about it but i feel like everyone goes through stuff with yeah. families and everyone that you tell has something going on in their family Absolutely. so they can totally relate to it but this time i was working in this shop and they were kind of talking me through they were like you know what because I was really angry about everything and they were like this anger is only eating you up it's not doing anything to anyone else yeah. so there was at the same time so Sonny and Sam were kind of talking to me drip feeding me little bits of you know different perspectives different ways of looking at things like all about like forgiving people for how they yeah. have been to you even if you don't actually see it to them like just putting it out there that you forgive them and I was noticing that everything they were telling me was actually making me feel better so okay. it was really lifting a weight off it was basically counselling. It was basically free counselling yeah. from three amazing people. spiritual yeah. people who were into like all this amazing stuff. And that probably opened my mind a little bit to the secret. Yeah. My mum and dad read the secret as well because okay. they were going through a bit of a shit time. Okay. So they read it as well. And we all kind of thought, hey, there's something in this. Maybe we should delve a bit deeper. Okay. And I then, I mean, now I, I love a bit of self-development. I love... So I've got some book recommendations if anybody wants any. Oh, please um, do share, I, like, yes. Totally, totally love. But there are just so many things that I've done now that I think if I didn't know me, so I suppose this is quite hard because you don't, not everyone on there knows me, but there's so many things that have happened to me that are just not bullshit. Like yeah. I've made vision boards and I've ticked things off and it's wild. And all I've done is focused on them and been really positive about them yep. and got excited about them for example and something that I did recently I put uh, we wanted a dog so um, we put I put a little curly dog on, okay. on a vision board right yeah the curly dog is still on my vision board I'm allergic to dogs okay. so the only dogs I'm not too bad with haggis actually the only dogs that I'm okay with generally are curly ones yes the ones that are a bit of hypo yeah, they're kind of they're forever, supposedly yeah. hypo some of them aren't some of them are yeah uh, so it had to be something with like something that didn't cast a yeah. special type of dog, and I was also really keen that it was a rescue because yeah. I just didn't want to buy a dog. It's just my personal belief. Yeah. I just wanted to rescue a wee soul that needed a home. Uh-huh. So I knew this was going to be difficult because there's there are like doodle trust and there's other like so we were going like me and Steve were like emailing all these people and trying to get a dog off people and thinking about you know we'll drive down to Coventry yeah. to get a dog yeah. if it's the right one. Um, and we were also going to dogs trust and things, but they they said to us, look, it's really difficult. The the hypo dogs just go because there's so many people looking for them. Yeah, like totally understand. And then there was one day we went out. We were really like, let's go to all of the rescue centres. Let's go and talk to them. Let's schmooze them so yeah. that they remember us. So okay. that the next time a dog comes in, they pick us over everyone else. And we were really like intent on this. Yeah. Obviously, the wee dog was on my vision board as well. Went out, went to the RSP or the SSPCA. Didn't have anything, but we'll have a nice chat to the girl. 
and then went to Dogs Trust and they were like, oh, we don't have anything, but let's fill out a form. So yeah. filled out a form. They said, look, go and look at the dogs. And I was like, right, okay, perfect. Literally walked in and then they shouted us back and they were like, oh, excuse me, actually, we might have something for you. Right. I was like, okay, like, talk okay. to us, we're interested. Yeah. They were like, um, so she just came in. She's not on the website. No one else has seen her. Um, she's curly, so we think you'll be fine. I'm like... That's just crazy, How isn't is it? It's so she was be. like, "We want." I wanted a female dog. Just didn't want a dog peeing in the house. Turns out, females pee in your house as well. Who knew? But so she's a wee girl. She was like six. She was house trained. She was good with kids. We don't have kids, but it's good to just have a dog. Yeah, good with kids. always. I'm five foot. You know, I just oh. don't want to be attacked by anything. <laughs> uh, good, just like all right to be left in their own. Yeah. All that, like tick yeah. all the boxes, and then like four days later, we've got a dog. That's amazing. I mean, there's other things as well that are even more bonkers, like my partner. I put my partner on there. Not his face, because that's creepy, but <laughs> I did lots of work like towards what I wanted, and I think it's... I'm still doing work. It's a daily practice, yeah. just like trying to keep yourself positive, like high vibe, high vibration. Yeah. Depends what you're into. Yeah. But like being like practicing gratitude, being grateful for everything that you've got, yeah. and it all just works. Like things just get easier. Things get better. Things start to fall into your lap. You still have to work, but opportunities just open up if you can get on board with this positive mindset thing. Yeah, it's like, so true. It's so it's so so true, and it is hard to do it all the time. It's hard. Like there's some days, or you sometimes you just it's a struggle. You need to allow yourself. You need to allow yourself. yourself. It's not because I know a lot of people that have tried to get into it and then they really punish themselves if they have like a negative day or a negative thought and then they feel as though that's going to be more and it's 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 not about that it's about how you how you kind of practice bringing yourself back yeah because it's in the bringing yourself from the negative to the positive that's where the real yeah exercise and power is because totally. if you can do that then it's great it's not about be killing yourself because no. you've been negative no definitely not and it gets easier i think it the does. more you try for me, it's about, the, I've got, there's two feelings. There's the feeling of dread, which for me sits in my stomach. And there's a the feeling of excitement, which for me feels more like my rib cage. Okay. And I feel like if I can control what I'm feeling. So if I have a negative thought and I get that feeling of dread, because obviously if you play, if you're playing these negative things on your head, your subconscious thinks that it's actually happened and it starts yeah. to make you feel the way that it would feel if these things were actually uh-huh. happening. So you need to like change that story. Yeah. And I get very, I get very into the the actual feeling. I read a book. I can't remember the author. I didn't write this one down, but I read a book called Deliberate Receiving. Okay. And the, she talked. I'll find out uh, the name. But she talked a lot about you really need to feel your gratitude. So it's okay. not enough to just be like, oh, thanks for this nice home I live in. Thanks for the business. You have to really feel the emotion behind it, the positive emotion for it to work. And I really believe in yeah. that. Okay. Which is hard as well because it's a real practice because sometimes you're just not in the zone for it and you just can't do it. Yeah. Um, and but, it's, it's setting aside the time as well to do it because you could sit and go, oh, thank you so much for that sale. That's mm-hmm. been great. But then you're on to the next thing. Yeah. But whereas it's actually been like, well, do you know what? This is actually mm-hmm. going to help me to do this. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, I did a uh, Kirsty Ray's five days of zen yes yeah and that is now turned into a bit of a morning practice i love kirsty anyway kirsty's brilliant isn't she so good um and now every morning i've got a bit of a practice where i go through you know 
do some positive affirmations, yeah. do some, uh, do my 10 things that I'm grateful for, yeah. do some like visioning when I imagine like my house that's in my mind where I'm sitting in my nice wee kitchen and all that. <laughs> You're going to get that. <laughs> it totally just sets you up for the day. It does. So, so how long would you say that you put into that then? Um, sometimes it's only 10 minutes in the morning. Yeah. Like that's enough, and it sets you up for the whole day because it means you're you're starting the day on a positive. You've done all this stuff, and you feel like you've kind of raised your frequency. You're yeah, you're like a much higher vibe. And I've actually not spoke too much about the positivity stuff because I think a lot of people who aren't into it think it's a nonsense and will kind of poo poo it. But I actually want people to op- really open their mind to it, especially if you've got a business. It's yeah. the best thing you can do. Yeah, and every person I know who is successful in life and in business is into this yeah it, is, it really is like a total new it's like a wave isn't it, it is, now it's it like and it's only really been the past few years it's especially the uk the americans yeah. are like all over yeah, it aren't yeah, they yeah. but especially in the uk it is much more and like doing things like mindfulness in schools and so good encouraging people to be present is so mm. important especially now when everyone's so wired with technology i like, know just you know don't look at your phone that's another thing kirsty ray uh, taught me she's like don't the first thing you do in the morning should not be to look at your phone because you're just telling everyone that your time is theirs. Yeah. And it's not yours. You're available and I was like, from seven See when she put morning. it like that, I was like, you're right, my time's mine in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I can have yeah. an hour myself. And that kind of changed it a bit for me. So now I don't look at my phone in the morning. That's and good. And it makes a difference. I know, it does, you know, because like obviously we're recording this in January, just after the Christmas holidays. And I really, really made a point over the Christmas holidays of putting my phone away and not needing to do an Instagram post every day and just I was literally like do you know what this is like holiday time and see the difference it makes to your mindset your sleep patterns like and like your whatsapp list might be getting like lots and lots and lots but you're just like do you know what it can wait and if there's anything I think it's so yeah the phone thing is something that people Mm -hmm. need to watch Mm -hmm. because as much as like I've created an online community and that's probably part of the reason because everyone is online yeah. and you want that feeling of community but like what is what is that's why I like doing events offline and bringing yeah. the GGC into real life because you're like what is real life is it sitting online and yeah if you're talking to people and making friends brilliant that is great and it yeah. gives you actual like happiness yeah or is it being offline or is it a mix of the both yeah it's trying it's to tough. I know it probably is a mix of the both but when one's going too much yeah especially the online going too much one way and like as a business owner you do sit your laptop all day, all day. and constant day. I love my laptop I take I my laptop up <laughs> to my bedroom every night because I think if someone breaks into my house touch wood I don't want them to take my laptop <laughs> like they'll need to take me as well how ridiculous I know, is that I know I try not let that idea seep into my head because then I think imagine like especially if I'm doing podcasting and I'm, if I'm out and about I'm like we need to just really keep this yeah. back. Like, no one, like, no one to see this back. <laughs> oh. Tell us the books then. Right, the books that I think everyone should be reading. Uh, so the one I'm reading just now is really good. It's called Girl Stop Apologising. Okay. By Rachel Hollis. Hi. Yes. <laughs> She's like, tell me more. <laughs> um, which is about not being, as a girl or a woman, not, not being like, Okay, you know, I've just got a wee business. Being like, yeah, do you know what I have done really well? Yeah, and, okay. <laughs> and owning because, it. Uh-huh, and just owning it. Yeah. And not apologising for, not just not apologising for anything. Unless yeah. you've like, 
face unless you should be apologizing but just like don't say sorry for everything all the time because that's what we do like we're we're sorry to even be successful in the room sometimes i know i know so that book's really good for that and i had to write a bio recently for something and i I was reading this book at the time and i wrote the bio immediately after reading the book okay and the bio was actually like pretty pretty bonkers like i've really gone for it as if somebody else has written it but as normally i've been playing everything down and i thought no we're not going to be playing it down i'm just going to write i've not made anything up this is all fact let's just put it in there so it was good for that brilliant other books are uh you're a badass by jen sincero okay that one is i listen to that all the time because it's it's a pick-me-up one i listen to these uh, up audiobooks i love audiobooks so when i'm in the car yeah always listening to an audiobook so that is a definite you must download this immediately if not sooner okay (laughs) um start now get perfect later okay even that sentence it's yes. so powerful. So that's yeah. by a guy called Rob Moore. Okay, oh, so you mentioned Rob earlier, he, right? Yeah, yeah, I love his books. He's got a great podcast. He's really good. He's just a bit of a, like, no bullshit kind of guy. Okay. He's like, do you know what? Always, like, start now, get perfect later. Yeah. And I remind myself about this all the time when I'm, like, tweaking something for the hundredth time. And I'm like, enough. Put it out there. See what happens. Yes. You can fix it later. Yeah. Like, just get it out there. Yeah. Um, what's the last one? And then the final one that I really like is The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Burke. Bernstein. Brilliant. All good for getting into that. If you're looking to get into the positivity thing and the mindset thing, all of these books are amazing for that. Nice. Okay, I'm definitely going to read them. I do a lot like you. I love an audiobook as well because it's so easy to kind of ingest it. I think you get, yeah, totally. You get more from somebody talking to you. Yeah. And I can listen to it again and again. And sometimes I feel like if I'm doing something that's on the background, it's like going into my subconscious or something. I don't yeah. know what it is, but yeah. I feel like I'm a... Well, it will. Yeah, it I know, it will, for sure. So they're they're great. That's Amazing. What I Amazing. Well, get them I am probably going to do that this afternoon. Good. That'll be this afternoon. <laughs> Good. No, but I'm so delighted to, to connect with you, Jenny, because you're so confident in our partner on the GGC. Um, so anyone that's got their key ring can get 15% off the Glasgow right. classes. And you guys are also columnists in the magazine, yeah, which is really right. good as well. And I know that there's going to be lots more that we can yeah. do together. Yeah, I definitely. Think. Um, I'm For just sure. going to get this wee one oh, out. No. <laughs> Hopefully not in the next 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Give me time to go. Do you know, you know anyway. I would feel comfortable with you delivering your baby. <laughs> I've Googled it. <laughs> So many people, they will just be like, imagine that happened though at home. You'd just be like, well, Google it. Yeah, you would. You would literally just have to watch a video while you were doing it, wouldn't you? Oh, Jesus. I have watched about a million One Born Every Minute, so I feel as if I could almost quote in a Kardashian yeah. this yeah. and literally just pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on a wee laptop, there you go. Get oh, to work God, on. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> She's probably going to be the most tomboyish we girl because I was yeah. like when I was younger I remember my mum buying me like mini skirts and I'd wear them as headbands <laughs> poor my mum I was out fishing and climbing trees and all that she's oh, like do not want to wear a dress and actually I am going to come to So Confident with my mum because my mum's retired and I feel like she needs a hobby Yeah, like she was always good at sewing and yeah. really good at knitting and stuff when she was younger but she needs a hobby now because yeah. like, there's only so many I'm like what are you doing today going for lunch with my friend I'm like only so much lunches that you can go for we do get quite a lot of that actually we get a lot of folk who are either they're at a bit of a crossroads in their life where they've retired or 
they are just a new mum and they've decided, you know what, I need to get out of this. I want to be someone else who's not a mum, but I'm not going back to work. Yes. So I want to do something else. Yeah. Um, and we get people who are just stressed out, they're not at work and need um, something to shut their brain off because they've done yeah. lots of studies into the benefits of doing anything creative, really. Like colouring in, totally. sewing, all these things <laughs> are now taking a new path for healing people's mental so health. So if you're not good at meditating, because I think meditating is absolutely solid, like I just can't do it. <laughs> I need solid. to do something else, like I need something that's going to, so sewing is basically meditating, mm-hmm. but you don't realise you're doing it. Yeah, you don't realise you're doing it. Yeah, that's because you it, because totally you're focused. absorbed in the task. Yeah. And learning is good for your brain as well so a lot yeah. of adults go to school leave school maybe they go to university they'll never learn another thing ever again yeah. they just stop and yeah. you just can't do that like nah. you just can't you need to keep your brain active yes you and, do and use it and people after our classes will just be like i had the best sleep ever oh because good. they're just exhausted from using their brain and just yeah and sometimes as well because it's a different for if you're very academic and you come to do something that's more to do with like your motor skills and you know, visualising how things are going to go together. Yep. Then it's using the other side of your brain, which is really good as well. Yeah. It's just, I love it. I mean, obviously I'm biased, but you'd think I'd be sick of it by now because I've been doing it forever. No. But I just love it. There's so many benefits. And you're actually creating something. There's going to be a result from yeah. it. It's not that you're just doing something. You're actually physically making something yeah. that you're going to love to have in your home or wear. Yeah. And the whole thing about recycling and, like, helping the environment and stuff, yeah. I mean, that is so it needs to be it needs to be so that's also something that sewing is going to really come into the forefront to help even just like you know you can cut up a towel you can zigzag the raw edges of the towel so it doesn't fray and you can use them instead of makeup wipes and even just that one thing see if everyone who's listening yeah, does that. You can hand you can hand sew a zigzag around that raw edge or you can even just leave it because that is better than than using makeup wipes if everyone does that Imagine the impact you would make, you know? Yes. So, so let's do it. Actually, why new, one of my New Year's resolutions is to do one thing every month of this year to, like, decrease my impact on the environment. environment. Yeah. I think everybody needs to have that, don't they? Yeah. Because it's quite scary yeah. now. Everyone has to do a little thing. And I think rather than getting all, oh, my God, I can't believe you drive a diesel car because I drive a diesel car, but I've got it for the next three years, so yeah, like, what yeah, can I do about it? Yeah. But I can do other things. So yeah. rather than being like, you know, you have to do everything, if one, if everyone does one small thing, that's better than one person doing everything. Oh, my God, of course it is, mm-hmm. the, the difference that it will make. Mm-hmm. And then when your three years is up, you've done all this stuff, and then if you wanted to go electric at that point... And then, somebody said to me the other day, the carbon footprint from making an electric car means it's not worth it so i'm like you oh, actually can't do anything like, I'm, I'm not i'm not a cyclist i'm not gonna like no. it's just not gonna Neither happen for I. me i would fall onto the road yeah I'm i would not, I, I would not cars would hit me like <laughs> there's just there's no point it would be a real hazard for people <laughs> i think i'm the same oh god so right yeah, okay i do right for doing wrong but anyway we've gone off no but we ought but that's the beauty that's yeah. the beauty of the chat yeah. Well, listen. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having me. That was just a brilliant insight into you and all that you're doing, and you really are smashing it. I have to say, we've got things coming up this year for GGC. Like you're going to be an inspirational speaker. We're going to do a glow group together. There's going to be yeah, lots. Really look forward to it. Extracting that yeah. expertise. Yeah. Out of you. <laughs> you can have it. I bought it. <laughs> Amazing. 
Well, listen, thank you so much, Jenny. I think we should maybe do another one, maybe towards the end of the year. Sure, sounds good, definitely. Brilliant. Right, speak to you soon. Bye.